WrestleZone Radio, a presentation of WrestleZone.com. If you like these little exclusive chats, you can check out WrestleZone Daily Monday through Thursday, right around 5 p.m., streaming live on our Facebook. And, of course, you also get it here in the podcast feed. I'm Kev Kelm, but more importantly, on the phone, a man who has set his own path, a pioneer in professional wrestling, in the ring, and with the book in his hand from WrestlePro, Pat Buck. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for the intro. Um, yeah, I, I was I was telling someone recently I'm going to be speaking with Pat Buck, and they said, and this is somebody around wrestling, they said he's a proven guy. He's just a proven, proven guy. Oh. And, I, and they kept saying that word. I said, what do you mean by it? He's like, well, he's promoting. He's, he's wrestled all over. He's been around. He's a guy that like has credentials in places he hasn't been to yet. What do you think of having that? Having that, the credential to be, he's a proven dude. He's a good guy. People don't even know you say that. Yeah, it's cool to hear that because for the most part, most people, you know, that check out your your website or most fans in pro wrestling don't even know who I am or don't know I exist. But the the, the cool thing is the people, uh, you know, the boys and the promoters and the those that work in the industry uh, do. So it's kind of nice to know that, you know, without TV exposure, without uh, ever signing a contract or doing that, I've kind of been a, you know, a different sort of journeyman and been around long enough and been successful outside of. Uh, ever being with a major promotion. Mm-hmm. And you bring up the word journeyman. Now, some people maybe decades ago or even a few years ago would say, oh, that's a bad thing. Oh, he's been around too long or he's this and he never broke through. He never. Now, I think that has a little bit of a, a different luster, almost gold to it in the sense of the, the industry feels so different than it did just a few years ago. Now, with everyone kind of really being matured into the idea of streaming and so many more ways to get a hold of wrestling, as you, as someone who's both a pro wrestler and a promoter, how healthy is independent wrestling right now? It's healthy. It's still not at a point where I think a lot of uh, you know smarter fans think that it's you know the 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 word around town is that independent wrestling is is fantastic. I, I think we're in a buzzworthy period with social media and people being aware of what's going on all over. I don't think we're at a point yet where we're in like a financially rewarding time period. But I do feel like that's just on the horizon, and that's that's what I hope this leads to. Because as as prevalent as independent wrestling is going right now with popularity and really, you know, launching a lot of careers and, and some cool things we see out there, we're still not at a point where um, enough guys are getting. I feel like the payment and the reward and the jobs and the careers that they deserve. So I'm hoping that with this popularity of independent wrestling, that 2019 brings upon some. Uh, some healthy companies and careers for the boys. Now you bring up the boys and the gals and everything and everything changing. Cause like I said, you've been on both sides of it. What is that missing piece? What is that next big turnover? What's that big revolution of the wheel? You think? I think it's major money. You know, I think that yes, there's, you know, alternatives to WWE, but as far as that, there's, there's still and have been, and we all know this, the only game in town. So with that being said, there needs to be another promotion, a company, a backer, a something that comes along and goes, you know, I'm in this, hires the right people, hires the right talent, but even more so hires the right decision makers and the right management to aid in that process. And that's what wrestling needs. I mean, uh, whenever there's been some sort of healthy company that has, we haven't seen it many times, you know, we saw it with WCW Turner, we saw it, you know, early on with TNA and, and Dixie and the Spike TV deal. It takes the right amount of money, the right TV network, or not even a TV network now that the way things are going, but we need major money behind a wrestling promotion. That way, you know, there hasn't been a company that can 
that can, you know, spread its word to convince WWE people to, you know, reconsider where they want to work. Yes, I know, like, we've had our success stories like Cody Rhodes and, and you know, and that's the best one there, there's ever been, but there's never been uh, a company since WCW to really lure WWE talent away from there. And I'm, and I'm not saying that's the answer, but there needs to be more money in pro wrestling. And I'm hoping that with the Fox deal, I'm hoping with the popularity of All In, I'm hoping with all these different elements that happened this year and for next year, that something happens and there's a major company to work for. Because right now, I feel like there's still only one. I don't call it trickle-down economics. I want to see some flood-down economics. You know what I mean? I want to see a lot more that happen because it's just fun, especially for me as someone who's covering it. Now, uh, tell me about the balance of being a pro wrestler and a promoter because you made the transition. Now you do a little bit of both. How do you balance that? You know, it's uh, it kind of came from one part uh, leaving – my career was really weird where I didn't do the independent journeyman route. Uh, you know, I did that for a couple of years when in early two thousands, you know, uh, did my dates, did my long car rides. And I went to developmental very early uncontracted. And I spent, you know, six, seven years in the developmental system for WWE uncontracted, but working full time. And when that was kind of, when I realized, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to hop on board for WWE. They're not hire me. I came back here and, Again, hit the independent scene because what else is a wrestler to do? And then I realized a lot of these promotions I was working for with all these learning trees I sat under, all these locker rooms, all these great people that I've wrestled in, in WWE and all these exceptional bookers that I've learned from, I was really frustrated with the independent scene. And this was 2012. It isn't the booming place it is now. And so I went, you know, I can't, I can't really, I don't have it in my heart to, to just keep going. At the, I need more control. I need to... I want to create something. So let me put on a show. And with the small amount of money I had saved, uh, I put on a show. And that one show has turned into, I think I'm on 132. So it's been six years, uh, or it'll be six years in March. And uh, I've ran 132 events. And, you know, I'm proud to say I think I've lost money on maybe 11 of them. So, uh, and I kind of keep things honest. I think the, the people that come to WrestlePro or that do know of me know that I'm almost honest too much where I'm going, hey, this, this is where I messed up. This is where I learned. This is what I can do well. This is what I can't do well. But balancing, like now, you know, I kind of only wrestle for myself. I'll do a lot of, I'll do some independent things when they pop up. Uh, it's kind of weird because I'm probably in the ring more than almost any talent in pro wrestling between my two schools. I'm actually physically training, you know, hours upon hours every single day doing the drills with my students. Uh, but shows kind of only my own, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a couple here and there for other promotions or friends and I'm open to it. But, um, with full, with running, dare I say 25, 30 events a year, uh, I'm busy enough, I guess. I love that. I love, I, I, I do just comparatively, I, I work in, I work in radio. I work for a, a very big company. I like that, but I also love having the ability to go do, uh, comedy and other things outside. I love the balance of I've been with the big league. You were you had graduate school with WWE, basically, which is a, a fun thing to have because you, you gain so much information. So jumping in and producing a show is not a, uh, it's not like some huge hurdle anymore. It's not like this like oh you can put on a show and you need this guy to have this. It's very achievable in terms of like wrestling in performing and meeting these big objective goals. 
it, it lends itself to the entrepreneurial spirit where at the same time you mentioned that, yeah, we need a big corporation to come in and do this thing and bring it to another level, but it can still be very healthy outside of that. And I love that because you have some great shows coming up. We have No Holds Barred, Rawway Rec Center, November 9th, a lot of big names on this, The Nasty Boys, Scarlett Bordeaux, more importantly, how the heck did you get Zeus? The thing is that over the last, if people are aware of WrestlePro, they've kind of seen over the years that um, we do a lot of random stuff. And to be perfect, even though independent wrestling is really booming, uh, there's not a whole lot of, to me, it's always been about the poster. So if you have the history of WrestlePro, if you look at any of our posters, I want to put something that attracts a smart fan, a casual fan, a fan of the 80s, a, uh, someone that you know maybe only likes women's wrestling. I want to, I'm not a particular you know, one dimensional promotion that only focuses on a certain element, which if you do that, that's great. So we've kind of always done that. And we've, we've, there's not a lot of, um, a lot of the independent acts that get very popular very quickly. You know, they get under contract. You can't book anyone from ring of honor. You can't, you know, um, it's hard for me to get hold of any new Japan talents. WWE has stolen a lot of people and a lot of people have returned to the roster or, or, you know, they haven't, it, it used to be they would release people every now and then. They don't release anybody anymore. So what do you do as an independent promoter that puts on these high-profile shows? So randomly, um, an outside vendor that is bringing Zeus to the big event that's happening the next day, a big convention, do you want him on your show? And of course I want him on my show. And I'm, I'm paying for Zeus. I'm, I'm probably you know, paying a pretty penny. I don't know if it will work out. I don't know if any <laughs> people want to meet Zeus. I don't know if they want the autographs. But what's important to me as a promoter is that anyone that sees that poster that's a wrestling fan goes, you got to be kidding me, Zeus. <laughs> so that, that effect to me is where the value of booking something like this happening. So he's agreed to do a promo. He's agreed to sign for two hours and meet the fans. If you have any merchandise that's, you know, Zeus or, or Z Gangsta. And <laughs> I just thought it was a different, a different spin on something. So that's, that's what I rolled with. So you call the show No Holds Barred, but at any point did you ever think about naming the show Battle of the Tough Guys? No, <laughs> I guess I didn't. So. A little bit of a reference to the great movie. Uh, it, so uh, this is just wild because he's certainly – I, would, I wouldn't describe him as an obscure character because he's been in a lot of different movies. So you certainly get this – the you know, Tiny is a, an actor people saw in, 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 Friday, in the Friday movie series. So you get a lot of fun, different variety, and then the top independent – pro wrestling stars all under one, you know, one little show. Do you ever feel like there's a balance between the wild, crazy thing and then the straightforward wrestling product? Do you ever feel like you're just juggling those two, those two balls? Yeah. I've kind of like, uh, you know, I real the most important to me is the card itself that you can, that people can order and stream on fight TV. Like the in-ring work matters to me the most. I have pride as a trainer. I have pride as, you know, a wrestler. And, you know, a lot of, there's a mixed match of, sh a lot of shows on the independence, they focus on one or the other. They either have insanely good independent wrestling work, and they don't really care about names or TV stars. And then there's other ones that have only TV stars and don't really care about the in-ring work. And I, I, I want to have a meet and greet where people walk in and go, oh, crap, I can, I can meet, you know, we have current WB, you know, Tyson Kidd's going to be there, and random stuff like Duke Drozzi's going to be there. And there's, oh, one of the Bordeaux, she's, you know, on Impact now, and, all these different things that you can, you know, a lot of people come to the show, they go to the meet and greet and they leave and they don't want to see the show. Then I have other people that don't care about the meet and greet and they want to show up and see, you know, from 8 p.m. till 1030, some really good wrestling action. And we have some, you know, killer matches on the show as well that 
I, I want something for everybody. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of pride in that. And th- I like that too because I think wrestling, when we have this smart little wrestling bubble, uh, we, we know better. We know all these things. I think we need to be more inclusive. You shouldn't be scared to see an 11-year-old kid sitting there asking you, I know who Jushin Thunder Liger is, but who's that guy? You know, like I don't I, – I think that's – it should be more inclusive. It's just my take. Uh, but you're sure. venturing into a new wild territory that is uh, does not get touched by wrestling enough, and that is Anchorage, Alaska. You'll be at the Sullivan Arena – on April 20th, the the show has a very wonderful name. The North will remember John Morrison, McFoley, Colt, Cabana, Hornswoggle, MJF, very difficult man to work with, Sanjay Dutt, and much more. How do you put this together? Because most people know you from your work along the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic and a little, you know, you're centered there. But Anchorage, Alaska, when does the call come? How do you put the the travel together? This is wild. The, yeah, it's, it's a mix of... Uh different things and a lot of a lot of questions that I still don't know the answer to. So the, the truth is that, you know, I've been running shows in so far I've done, you know, a couple states where I've done New York, I've done Florida, I've done Connecticut, I've done, uh, you know, Jersey, obviously. And I, I believe that, oh, Phil, uh, Pennsylvania as well. But I kind of had this notion, you know, all in I thought was very motivating to the, to the spirit of pro wrestling. And not being a guy that has a lot of, you know, super – I have, a, I, and I thank you for saying this before. I do have a lot of credibility, but I don't have the indie buzz. I want to do something different, and I and I thought about it for a while, and I said, you know, there's so much wrestling going on. You, you can go to three different shows in a night in New Jersey or New York. There's always something going on, and I'm like, what if, you know, I can take my brand or or these ingredients, you know, my regular roster mixed with you know stars from television and Hall of Famers, whatever, and let me try a different part of the world, and let's see what happens. Uh, KM from Impact is always been my right hand man. He essentially is, you know, he helps book these events. He's built a lot of the stuff. He, he, we've been best friends since we've been 17 years old in wrestling. So he's like, "What about Alaska? You know, they ran a show up there 15 years ago. It was near a sellout, and they had like two or three names on it, and a bunch of local guys, and maybe a couple of, you know, I think uh, I think they had former ECW acts as well. They had Road Warrior Animal, and they did very well. And I said, let's Let's look into this. So um, it was cost effective. Uh, the travel is not cost effective. That's going to make me sweat. I got to figure that out. We're hoping for sponsorships, but I'm just hoping that, you know, I'm kind of bored and I'm kind of, you know, always looking for that next thing. And we've been getting great feedback up there. And I think a lot of our regular fans and a lot of our crew is get, whether, you know, is going to go up there. Like how many, there's been a lot of workers last couple of days hitting me up. I mean, television guys, going, hey, you know, if anything happens, I'd love to be on the show. It's the only state I never wrestled in. So uh, I'm trying to just bring wrestling. There's been a couple countries, ironically, uh, two or three European countries that have never had wrestling before, and I've actually spoken to them about certain things. So I don't know why, but that intrigues me. I'm so pumped for November 9th with my home, which is Rahway. But to bring wrestling to an area that never never gets to see anything and put on a really killer show that I think WWE goes up there once every five years. Um, I'm looking to do this maybe once a year. And then I, I kind of want to hit every, as a promoter and being selfish and being a worker, I want to work every state. So I'm going to try to hit every state if I can, you know, maybe within the next 10, 15 years. So Alaska is the first one. I love your working spirit. I love it, Pat. I love the. And I don't. I don't care if anyone listens to this and thinks, "Oh, he's being really biased." I love the idea of someone who sets their own path and and go and does it for the sake of 
giving everyone the best show that you can give. Uh, the website yeah, is WrestleProOnline.com. You can go there. And, of course, you can watch these events streaming on Fight TV on that app. Of course, you got, if you watched All In on it, you can watch WrestlePro on it. So go check that out. And, Pat, if they want to follow you on social media, where do they go? Uh, Buck never stops across all platforms. There you go. And, of course, the next big event is November 9th, the Rawway Rec Center with Zeus. Got to get the, got to get your ring announcer get ready to say that. No Holds Barred <laughs> is the card. And then April 20th at the Sullivan Arena in Anchorage, Alaska. The North will remember a lot of big names, maybe one of the biggest independent wrestling events of the year in a place that never really gets it. Pack, you uh, continue to forge your own path. Thank you, man. <laughs>